Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another 3D Hangouts, episode 400. Whoa, 400. Holy we made crap. It. It's been 400 episodes. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in live. We are hanging out in the Discord chat room. Um, yeah, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. <laughs> it is episode 400. Yeah. Um, yeah, we started this show few years ago <laughs> many years ago um yeah so we have a fun show uh scheduled for you folks we have this very nice light up neopixel project not much has changed in 400 episodes we're still doing uh 3d printed projects that combine diy electronics and 3d printing i kind of skipped the show intro because 400 right so <laughs> um i'm noah ruiz designer here at adafruit and joining me every week is my brother pedro Good morning, everybody. I'm Pedro Ruiz, creative tech here at Adafruit. And every week for 400 episodes, <laughs> here to share projects featuring electronics from Adafruit. That's right. This is show combined 3D printing and DIY electronics. Well, let me get the electronic part of it. Uh, there you go. The part. Uh, there you go. Pedro got a refresh in the old studio down in South Central Florida. Yeah, new it's paint. A <laughs> just a fresh coat of paint. <laughs> yeah, and some that's dusting. good. Yeah, it looks much bigger. The the, air, the takes longer. The dust. Oh my god. Oh yeah, the dusty dust. All right. Well, we are hanging out. We'll uh, jump in to the housekeeping, and then we'll jump into this week's project. We'll check out uh, Discord in just a second here, but let's take a look at. Oh, where'd my tab go? It's uh, it is adafruit.com slash free to find out all of the deals. They change on the weekly. Let's see what's uh, free this week. If your order is $99 or more, you're going to get a free half size Perma Proto Breadboard PCB. If your order is $149 or more, you get the half size Perma Proto plus an Adafruit KB2040. That's that lovely dev board that's great for making keyboards. And if your order is $200 or more, you get the KB2040, the half-size Primer Proto, and free UPS ground shipping for continental US only. These are all automatically added to your cart. No need for extra coupons. Um, so just go to adafruit.com slash free to find out the details. We also have a coupon code this week. It will get you 10% off your total order. And the code this week is EPCOT. And we'll find out why momentarily. <laughs> if we head over to adafruit.com slash jobs, you can see the latest job postings that Adafruit is looking for. We're still working on the jobs board. It's getting a redesign. And, but for now, the latest positioning at Adafruit is a buyer purchasing and third-party production management. And that is a local um, job and an on-site job is the word I was looking for. Um, but that's pretty much it for the housekeeping. Going to uh, run right into uh, this week's project. But for, before that, we'll hang out in the Discord chat room and take a look at all the all the gifts <laughs> that we get. Um, giving shout-outs to Paul Cutler, Andy Calloway, Taith Duester, hanging out in the live broadcast chat room. We're also streaming on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and the Twitters. We uh, can pull in different chats 
we want to give a shout out to Connor, Mick Carter, um, Beta Graph on YouTube. Everybody's hanging out there. Hello, and thank you for joining us live. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah. So we're looking well, at how many guides we have done, and not quite 400. We're at 385. Close. So close. <laughs> 385 tutorials since we started back in 2013. Um, yes, <laughs> we might hold the record for most guides right next really? to Lady Ida herself. Oh, I'm, I'm just saying that. Maybe maybe yeah. <laughs> no, I'm saying Lamar is probably number one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is, which is quite, uh, we're quite cuffed about, chuffed about that. So we'll, uh, we'll keep doing our, our same thing when we make 3d printed things with lights in it. Um, so it's always fun. We always find new ways to like come up with, with uh, a 3d printed thing. And then we put a light in it and all sorts of different things, but, uh, there's all right. Ways to do the same project, especially when there's updated chipsets, updated form factors. Updated firmware, updated technologies, firmware. so many, so many cool things. Now we're heading down now with all these new redesigns. Yeah, yeah, the chip shortage, we're just about getting over it. And things are opening back up, so we're able to kind of travel and things. Um, so yeah, things are getting better. Um, yeah. Let's go ahead and jump in. Oh, one last... Uh, Shout out to uh, Fetty2 from Costa Rica. Hello. Good morning, good morning. Yes, yes. All right, let's jump into this week's project. If you can head on over to learn.83.com, we have released the Spaceship Earth Epcot replica with WLED and Cutie Pie ESP32 Pico. Uh, we've been working on this one for a little bit. We took a break on it because um, we needed to catch up on some other projects, but this is... Very fun NeoPixel project. This is my first project using the WLED firmware. That is uh, some software that allows you to trigger different uh, LED animations and effects uh, using uh, an ESP32-based web server. You get um, all sorts of fun animations and a, a user interface that's really easy to use. So let me see if I can ba -ba -ba -ba, pull it up here. So this is the ball. It's 3D printed. It has a total of 156 NeoPixel LEDs. They're all hot glued in place. It's all powered by a USB-C cable and a USB power supply that I have down here. Um, again, the Cutie Pie ESP32 Pico makes it Wi-Fi, so I can control this uh, with a mobile device. Let me see if I can pull up the... Uh, this guy over here, maybe do this one. Yeah, that looks pretty good. So you get this really nice interface. You can uh, quickly change colors using the color picker. And then you have a effects mode, which has dozens and dozens of uh, preset animations um, that have individual parameters down here that you can like change. And then you can save these as presets over here on the sidebar. You can see I have a playlist and your playlist is an assortment of those presets. And then each one can have its own settings. And then you can apply a duration to each preset and a transition. So each animation will blend into the next one. 
And you just have this really nice mobile-friendly interface. Uh, right now, I'm on the desktop, but it'll, it transfers over onto a mobile device very well. Uh, this project is open source. It is on GitHub. Uh, the creator is named uh, Air Cookie. So shout out to Air Cookie for creating the software. Uh, we've been seeing a lot of folks use the WLED firmware in their NeoPixel projects, and uh, we wanted to get a uh, something that would that would translate really well on this geodesic sphere on this Epcot Spaceship Earth replica. Uh, so it's been a lot of fun. Um, Using it, it's super easy to install. It's all done through the web interface using a web serial protocol. And it supports uh, a couple different um, ESP32 based dev boards. Um, yeah, so that's the gist of it. Um, so we have a learn guide that walks you through um, the, the build assembly, installing WLED onto your Pico ESP32 and various things like that. But uh, yeah, this was a lot of fun to put together. Um, just some context to what is the Epcot Spaceship Earth. It is an attraction at the Epcot Park in Walt Disney World. Uh, in 2021, it got a big update where they added over, I think, 11,000 or something, a couple thousand LEDs uh, that, that go in between these uh, isosceles triangles in the real build. Um, I got the opportunity to see the Epcot upgrade um, in 2022 or 2021, I can't remember, um, but it was amazing to see it in person. It is this massive structure, uh, a geodesic dome. I think it's a V8 style. Each geodesic dome has like, different frequencies. This one is a 4V uh, frequency, um, which has not as many LEDs, but we wanted to make this so that folks uh can build it so hot gluing and uh you know over a hundred of anything can be challenging but we wanted this to still look like the epcot spaceship earth attraction um and it features all of the things that uh, the real physical architecture has like these three legs and the center pillar and amazingly this all is 3d printed with no support material it's got a snap fit cover that makes it modular and let me see if I can open this up. Yes, I can. I can open it up. This is put together with neodymium magnets. So that's what the inside looks like. Uh, the NeoPixel LED strips uh, feature these flexible wires that are coated with enamel uh, coating so that they, are, um, they won't short out. They, um, they're uh, insulated, which is nice. And the bare LED is already diffused and the hot glue creates this nice diffuser and just with like kind of gravity they kind of create these little these little bubbles that look really nice and then um on the bottom here you can see the structure for the center allows the cable and the neopixel i mean the cutie pie board to just kind of hang off of this USB-C extension cable and then with the Adafruit uh, NeoPixel driver BFF board, it has an onboard connector. So you can just plug and play. Everything's detachable, everything's modular. So if you have a different dev board, maybe you have a Pico, a Raspberry Pi Pico, or like uh, one of the other variants, you can, you know, you can kind of just have it fit in the center there. There's little slots in there uh, and there's mounting tabs if you want to add extra sensors. A microphone would be a cool upgrade too. 
And then these NeoPixel strips come with these, uh, these three pin JST connectors um, that you can use. And yeah, a lot of hot glue, <laughs> but it's really cool to, um, to have it uh, be able to be this project that is modular. It's got the magnets and then you can kind of DIY your own uh, thing if you want. So there you go. I think one of my wires is pinching, but that's fine. I'll fix it later. So um, that's kind of the gist of the project. Um, it will fit on a bed size that's around 200 millimeters by 200 millimeters. Uh, I myself 3D printed it on an Ender Creality V2, or maybe it's a V3. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to pull you in here, Pedro. There you are. Yeah. <clears throat> that was that a good breakdown of the project? Yeah, good explainer. <laughs> cool. Let's take a look at the learn guide. I still have it in the background. It's still running. Um, bah, 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 bah. So what the parts you need, you can kind of fashion your own NeoPixels, um, but I really recommend using these, um, these flexible, they're called soft flexible wire LED NeoPixels. Um, you'll have to get at least four of them. They are in stock right now, which is great. Nice. Um, this is what they look like. You can daisy chain them. You can cut them. Um, and then you can like scrape off the insulation, the enamel coating so that you can, uh, so you can solder, um, you know, multiple str uh, strips together because they only come with 50 LEDs per strand. And then we have a wiring diagram that shows you how many, uh, how many individual neopixels you need per dome. Cause there's two halves of the dome, of course. Uh, so we ended up with four of them. You'll, you'll have some excess cause it's 156 total. Um, but with four of them, you'll have 200 NeoPixels. So, you know, you can you can uh, reuse those for, you know, future projects. For the dev boards, um, we're using the Pico ESP32. It is out of stock, but you could always substitute it for maybe a Feather ESP32. But um, for right now, the WLED firmware only runs on certain ESP32 chips. So the ESP32 S2... S3, C3, those currently aren't supported, um, but maybe in the future they will be. And then uh, this, of course, the NeoPixel driver BFF add-on just gives you that five volt level shifter so you can properly power all of those NeoPixels. And then you have the benefit of being able to disconnect your strip with that JST connector. Um, just to kind of make it easier, I use this USB-C breakout board that allows you to kind of reposition the USB port for programming and power. Um, so that's really cool. And then you kind of fashion your own USB-C cable. So you kind of cut this cable and then just solder up the wires to those various pins on the USB-C breakout. Uh, we also have things like the USB-C cable that's two meters long. It's a nice pink woven high quality USB-C cable that provides you with all the amperage, some header pins, JST cable, and then the neodymium magnets um, the CAD file is open source and available in step format, Fusion 360 format, STL. So if you want to use different magnets or something, you can totally redesign it. And then you're going to need some hot glue uh, for attaching the NeoPixels. Unfortunately, they don't snap fit. You do need hot glue, um, but that makes them more diffused anyway. And uh, I've had to... <laughs> 
take out the NeoPixels, like pop them off. And it's easy to do that um, because of the uh, just the coating that these things have don't actually ruin. They don't get ruined because they're like epoxy and they, they break off of the hot glue nicely. Just a little bit of force. Um, I thought they were hot glued themselves so that it would like permanently fuse. But it doesn't, which is really nice because I did have to redo uh, one of the domes when I was first prototyping this project. But that's the overview page, just going over all the parts. The circuit diagram is fairly straightforward. Um, the BFF uh, NeoPixel driver makes it easy to connect, but you're still going to want to um, solder together uh, your NeoPixel strips. Um, they are labeled. There's like a little triangle label on these things. If we go back to the product page, you can see this little green triangle. And that just gives you an indicator of where the data is flowing, data in, data out. So if you've done NeoPixel products before, you're very familiar with uh, daisy chaining these NeoPixel strips. And then when it comes to the actual topology of the NeoPixels, uh, I have these two uh, wiring diagrams that I came up with that show you how um, how I saw, uh, attach the NeoPixels to the dome. So the bottom sphere starts with the first LED and then um, consecutively goes in a spiral direction all the way up to the, 80, the 85th <laughs> NeoPixel, uh, which gets hot glued on the side there. But uh, that's kind of, I think, the best way that I could show a, a visual representation of my NeoPixel kind of positioning. And then the top sphere starts off with NeoPixel number 86 and goes all the way up to 156. So these are just kind of visual representations of uh, how I have it laid out. But you could solder it in any way you want or attach them in any way you want. But I found this spiral direction seems to translate well with these effects on, the, on using the WLED. And then the CAD file pages has those CAD files and the STL files. Um, you can use whatever filament you like. Um, I used PLA, just the silver PLA from Matter Hackers. But you could use a glittery style PLA if you'd like. Um, it's only three parts. You got the top, the bottom, and then the bottom cover that snap fits. It has two mounting holes for the uh, USB-C breakout. So there's only two screws in the whole build. Everything else is magnets and hot glue, right? Uh, mm -hmm. And then build volume, um, the bottom part is probably the biggest part. So I have it labeled here. It's 228 millimeters by 202 millimeters by 118 millimeters. Again, the CAD files are available. So if you want to scale it down or make it bigger, you can totally do that. All the original sketches are included uh, with the step in the Fusion 360 file. Uh, installing the WLED software is pretty straightforward. Just a big note, if you have a Cutie Pie ESP32 S2 or S3, I have tried to run the WLED software. It unfortunately is not supported, so that's not going to work. Um, so you do want to use the right Cutie Pie ESP32 board. Um, they also, the website uh, is, uh, is here. It's accessible. They have... Um, they have their own um, website where you can see what firm, what hardware is supported. So you can look that up if you want to use a different board. Um, but this just walks you through installing uh, the firmware. It's using web serial. So you literally just plug it in. You hit the install button, and it just shows up and starts 
installing the firmware through their website with web serial, which is amazing and easy. Uh, then you want to set up your Wi-Fi, so you add your Wi-Fi credentials, and then you can even add a local host name, which is super cool. So I have mine called epcotball.local, so you can access it on your web browser, your mobile device, for example. You just go to that uh, host name, and that's pretty easy. Uh, setting up your NeoPixel strips, um, there's a LED preferences section in the web interface. You just want to give it the total length of your strip, what GPIO it's connected to. Since we're using the NeoPixel BFF driver board, uh, it's, it's very uh, particular to GPIO pin 15. So we have that set up. But you can change it if you're using a different dev board. You'll want to update these values depending on your, your dev board and your setup. And then the rest of the pages walks you through wiring up all the pixels, setting up your USB-C breakout. I'll kind of browse through these pretty quick, but uh, you can reuse um, the strips connectors from, so you can connect the top half to the bottom half easily. You don't have to, but I found it useful to do that so that I can have them separate. Uh, and then the assembly walks you through hot gluing, the magnets, and then uh, setting up the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the spiraled NeoPixels. And then just installing um, the, uh, the USB-C breakout board with two M2.5 screws and then snap fitting it. And that's pretty much the gist of it. Um, I really, really liked using WLED in this project. Um, Erin St. Blaine has been a big proponent to, uh, to using WLED. She's used it in several of her so projects. Nice. Yeah, she has quite a few. So if you just search for WLED, you can see all the various projects um, that use that special firmware for the ESP32 boards. Um, but that's pretty much it. It's a pretty fun one. It was really fun to design again in Fusion. Um, yeah, I think a lot of folks are digging it. I already published the files on printables.com, and folks want to already uh, start printing it and uh, and making it their own. Very cool. I have to glue mine together. I have all the pieces. Just need the <laughs> some time away <laughs> to get it all done. Yeah, you definitely want to block out like a weekend. Mm -hmm. That's what, I, what I was going to do this weekend. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, yeah, some tips I would have is just to, you know, hot glue the 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 from the inside. You hot you apply one dab of hot glue. Oh, I was going to give it a couple seconds to start solidifying, and then you then you use your finger to kind of press the thing in wait maybe 10 seconds for the hot glue to dry. And you just got to be careful not to touch uh, the, the hot glue on the other end of the dome, because if you do, you know, you'll deform the, uh, mm -hmm. the little dat, the little, the little circles, because with wow. gravity, yeah. you know, it starts seeping through. Let me see if I can get it on the overhead. It's kind of hard to, to I was show. actually thinking to glue it from the outside first and then glue it on. No, the that'll probably no. leave a fingerprint and smush it. Yeah, it would look gross. Definitely don't do that. Uh, let me change my lens here. Uh, let's do wide angle. Ultra wide. Here we go. So, yeah, this is the cleanest way I was able to get these uh, the, the hot glue is to glue it from the inside, allow the hot glue to just barely 
seep out of the hole from the inside. So that it creates a nice diffused round circle. But even when you do, if you do manage to touch uh, the hot glue, it can, uh, you know, you can kind of cut it away. I think this is one here that shows me, uh, I accidentally touched it with my finger while I was gluing and holding it in place. And then I just used uh, some flush diagonal snips to, to clean it up a bit. But when it's lit, you know, it looks great. It still looks very nice and diffused. Um, some other tips is the, the sides here are going to be a bit of a challenge. So what I ended up doing was um, kind of applying hot glue uh, to the edge and then letting it kind of dry a little bit and then adding the, the NeoPixel just barely above the half mark here. Uh, and you'll see each one is kind of positioned different, differently. But I would say this is the most challenging part of the build is hot gluing each pixel. At least you don't have to solder each pixel <laughs> because these strands uh, have a lot of extra wire here and they're very flexible, very bendable, and they're already um, coated with enamel. Uh, so they're not going to short when you do this. Um, but if you do, when you do combine strips, just make sure you apply some heat shriek tubing. Here is an example here of uh, soldering two strips together. So there's the heat shrink tubing. Try to find the, the smallest version of the heat shrink tubing. And you'll want to, of course, solder up and count each pixel before uh, hot gluing it in place here. But uh, hot glue, a dab of hot glue goes a long way. So try not to use too much. And if you if you have one of those craft, you know, hot glue guns that are cheap, I would recommend investing in a nice battery powered hot glue gun, uh, whether it's from Ryobi or Black and Decker. All of those are fine hot glue guns, but that's what I use. I use the Ryobi hot glue gun, and that really made the uh, the experience much easier. I actually have two batteries. I recommend getting an extra battery as well because I was swapping batteries out because this takes the most amount of time. I mean, of course the printing takes time, um, but uh, hot gluing surprisingly takes a lot of time because you're kind of doing each one. Um, I'm glad I didn't do more than 156 pixels. Um, there's some extra slots, I think I said earlier, uh, for the first NeoPixel um, connector to pass through so that you can connect that uh, to your QtPie BFF board, or if you solder it directly to your Pico or whatever, that's fine too. And then um, this right here is what the, the pixels come with. Um, the strands themselves come with these, so you're going to end up cutting them off and re-splicing them because they're very specific numbers here, uh, pixel count. So, uh, but they're easy to work with. Um, these are uh, whatever gauge wire, I think like uh, 28 or 26 gauge wire, and they're easy to solder um, to. Uh, and just remember to use heat shrink tubing. Here's the heat shrink tubing on that end. Um, but of course you wanna have the NeoPixel, I mean, <laughs> the NeoDinium magnets uh, you know, a super glued in place before kind of putting the NeoPixels in. Um, but that's the gist of it. Are there any questions? Let me see if there's any questions on uh, on the Discord about the hot glue or any tips like that. 
how does that go? Sorry, say um, that again. Um, automatically, how does the WLEDs automatically adjust the current for the strip length versus forward voltage of each LED? I think that's yeah. all. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, so let's take a look here in the um, the WLED firmware. You go to config, go to LED preferences. By default, that has uh, this checkbox here. It says enable automatic brightness limiter, maximum current 850. So you can change that, and depending on your length, it'll adjust the maximum oh, nice. current. How cool. It's very cool. And then here you have different LED voltages. So you have their five mm. volt, five volt efficient, 12 volts, Dang, this so is on so and so detailed. forth. So it, it really handles all of the, the things for you. Um, it tries to keep it under an amp. Um, see right here, it says keeping it at less than one amp of powering LEDs directly from the five volt pin. Luckily, we have the BFF driver board, which has that five volt logic board or logic shifter. Uh, so it'll make sure it, it doesn't go exceeds the uh, the voltage. So you have all those options there, and then you have the ability to change the style of LED. So you can use the WS twenty one eighty or twenty eight one or the SK, and then all of these other ones. Right? It even supports dot stars, which is the APA one hundred twos. So much stuff in here in the WLED firmware. You can change the color order if you have RGB or GRB. Um, and there's just a lot of stuff. Memory there's usage here. There's yeah, all that handled stuff. for you. There's built-in buttons if you want to oh. use a PIR sensor or a touch oh. sensor, switches. Huh. Uh, and I think in um, Aaron St. Blaine's project, she's using an IR remote. Hmm. So she, you can customize all that here. Um, here's your IR remote uh, GP, uh, GPIO pin, uh, so on and so forth. You can have default settings if you want the LEDs to turn on at a certain brightness. You can do that. Uh, brightness factors, transitions, white management, and then some more advanced stuff. Wow. And then here's the config template if you want to apply this to a different build. They've yeah. thought of everything. Like yeah, this is what I software is so so robust wow um there's other things you can do like uh setting up segments so if you wanted to map various layers to mm -hmm. a segment then you could do different uh sets of um, animations for each segment wow so i think at that point you could start trying to come up with like a way to, to map the pixels so that you can do images maybe or text or something like that. Lots of different things you could do with it. I was really easy with it and just like kind of use the default effects. Mm -hmm. uh, so I didn't mess around with the uh, segments, but it is a lot of, a lot of depth to the WLED firmware and uh, managing voltage is just one of those things that you take for granted. It's like, ah, it just figures it out for you. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, hopefully that answers your question. And yeah. uh, definitely check out the WLED firmware. It's free, and uh, oh, they have a whole cool. list of uh, ESP boards uh, that work with it. So check those out. Very, very awesome. Yeah, it's very cool. I wasn't uh, sure about this, this stuff until I got it running, and I was just like, oh, my God, this is a game changer mm -hmm. for LED projects. Like, It's pretty cool. Of course, you could do all this in CircuitPython. Um, I think you're a little limited on some of the effects. 
Uh, but LED, WLED just has a plethora of different animations. Like this one right here is a really cool one that kind of gives this illusion of like this wave that's going across the sphere. And I think the sphere itself is a good uh, visual way to showcase these animations because they look amazing. This is the firework, which goes really well with the nighttime show aesthetic of the mm -hmm. Epcot attraction. It really does look like a firework going up and then exploding and then so cool. dazzling sparkles go across. And I haven't even played with all of the LED animations because there's just <laughs> too many to play with. And I, I had to focus on, you know, the next project and documenting mm -hmm. it. And I haven't had the, the chance to play with all the effects yet, if you uh, could believe that. There's mm -hmm. one upgrade that I thought about doing, and that is the, uh, the implementation of an analog microphone. They do have support for oh, audio cool. reactive effects. Oh, cool. <laughs> and in the, uh, you'll notice each effect oh, has a little, a little music tone. So, for example, this one has the ability, uh, and you can filter them. I guess these are all the audio reactive ones. So, these are all the audio reactive effects. Um, they still run, but if you, uh, if you have your microphone, uh, I guess you could clap and it'll go with music and all that sort of stuff. Um, so that's really cool. I haven't played with that yet, but there's plenty of room in the in the 3D print uh, to add a microphone. Um, we stock uh, that little MX uh, analog microphone that works with WLED firmware. That's what I was going to ask. Is analog or Escort C. Yeah, it's the analog mic, not the PDM mic. Um, so if you just search for, I think it's like mic, mic let or something, microlet. Let me just try Mac. I think I know which one is going to pop up. Yeah, we've used it in the drum project, I think. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's hard to search. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like Max 44. There it is, the electric microphone. Yeah, so this one here is uh, supported uh, for the audio reactive effects in WLED. So it's only seven bucks. Um, I think there's other variants of this that use the same Max 4466 uh, chipset. Um, but yeah, I have yet to play with that one with WLED, but uh, it is supported and there's uh, wow some YouTube videos on how to set that up. I think you, you literally just install the the audio reactive uh, version of, of uh, WLED and you just tell it what GPIO pin. So <laughs> you just solder it to whatever pin, probably an analog pin and uh, there you go. Yeah, so lots of stuff here. So um, much. <laughs> yeah, there's stuff with timers as well. So you can you can do custom timers, I believe. Huh. You can synchronize different things. Like people are using WLED for like their home lighting, holiday decor, um, lots of different things. It's got a pretty robust community um, on GitHub, and uh, yeah, it's pretty cool stuff. Check it out. So cool. Yeah. A couple other comments, questions. Uh, it says frequency, so it has built-in FFT. 
Oh, maybe. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Arduino's fast LED ported to a, a local GUI. Yeah, yeah. So. Demo, uh, Freddy's uh, asking, are there any demos of the effects? What do you mean? Like, uh, Let's see, is there any demo of the of the effects that WLED firmware provides? I'm, sure, I'm guessing they probably have gifs of what all of the effects look like. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I guess there's like a maybe on YouTube somebody's created a, a video that goes through all of the effects, but man, there's too many for me to look through. Yeah, I know. Um, there's something kind of cool. If you click on peak, there's this button here, peak. It gives you uh, oh, a yeah, little yeah, yeah. strip that gives you an idea of what the animation looks like. So let's say your lighting is literally outside your house you can use that as a preview to see what the animation is. So right here, you can see that this this is the firework that's playing right now. And, it, and if it was a regular strip of LEDs, you would, you would see it just like that. So I think it's a pretty cool way to demo uh, what it looks like. So it's called the peak uh, mm -hmm. section icon here. It's like a preview. Yeah, it's like a preview of what, what, what the animation is doing. Uh, without it. So let's say you don't have your NeoPixels plugged in, or like I said, they're outside your house. Uh, this gives you an idea of uh, what the thing looks like. So that's pretty cool. All right. Oh, yeah, you got your global brightness setting here. So you can always change your brightness there. Huh. Yeah. Lots of stuff. Dang. Yeah. And again, all this runs on your mobile device. Because it's just the it's the web browser. Yeah. Pretty cool, huh? Awesome. Betty yep. says we will try it out. I'm sure, everybody's getting in there and checking out yep. all the effects. Better hop on and start gluing because <laughs> I know the kids are going to start asking for it. <laughs> right? Yeah. So their website here, knowledge no.wled.ge, this gives you all the breakdown of the features and the supported hardware. Um, so this is a good documentation. Like they, they definitely document their stuff really good. Um, here's all the different uh, ways you can interact with mm -hmm. it. You can use MQTT, JSON. There's an API using JSON. Uh, I guess it supports the Philips Hue um, oh, platform. What? They have their own WebSocket things. And yeah, let me go back to uh, where is like the supported hardware? It's somewhere around here, home automation. And there's, again, tons of tutorials on on uh, the websites. Oh, there's a nice little breakdown of what the look Oh, like. yeah, all the effects. Yeah. Here's what that they all look like. BD1. Oh, yeah, this would be good for your uh, your BB1 builds, yeah. uh, especially when you have a, a, a matrix. This is what uh -huh. it looks like. Oh, this is great. I didn't even know that they had this. Oh, oh look the at the lines. fire ones. Yeah, there that's a dope one. Slash features, slash effects. I didn't want to have a the Epcot ball on fire. That they, they might give <laughs> us the wrong, you know. Oh, look at this one. Oh, the what? ripple effect. So you can kind of do some sort of imagery. Wow, that's super cool. Wow. I wonder if it like remaps based on how you have it laid out. I think so. Horizontal yeah. or vertical. I wonder if that. Yeah. There's a way to rotate. 
now that you've got the 3D prints, y'all can figure out like how to map the pixels to these amazing effects. That's great. Wow. That is crazy. Oh wow, that one's really <laughs> hot. One. Oh, they do have scrolling text. Oh, nice. You would have to, uh, since my pixels aren't exactly mapped like a grid. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be the same. So just be aware of that. Like if you really want text or one of these effects, um, you have to be very to familiar. Rotate the whole thing. Yeah. The way the, uh, uh, the geometry, the typology is laid out. It's not one-to-one -one grid. It really isn't. You, once you see it, you'll, you'll get an oh, idea. Oh, I see. Yeah. It's like every yeah. other, it's like a. Right. It's yeah. staggered. Staggered. So yeah. you're not going to get these exact. Because these are exact grids. So it'll be a little different. Oh, wow, look at that one. The the 16 by 16 graphic EQ. But hey, maybe oh, you wow. have yourself, you know, a 32 by 32 matrix hmm. array. So mm -hmm. you could do this. So, you you know, WLED is not limited to the Epcot ball. I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. What, what, how, oh, does, how far? Oh, cool. <laughs> There's 186 LED one. LEDs. And this is like an LED wearing headphones one. with like it looks like he's amazing. holding the it's their mascot yeah, the yeah. <laughs> yeah they're holding the waveforms in their in their palms that's so cool so that's dope if you're doing oh my god look at the dna yeah <laughs> that is super looking at dope. That swirl <laughs> yeah okay it's yeah there's amazing. too many <laughs> i know there's too many i didn't want to exceed 30 minutes on this build but it's fine man check out their it's, website it's the main thing. <laughs> if you haven't tried wled it is a game changer for um, NeoPixel projects, art installations. Like, I think this is what the the community is like shifting towards is WLED for all the things. <laughs> I'd be surprised if the actual Epcot ball uh, uses WLED. WLED. Uh, I've been seeing a bunch of those uh, uh, breakdown videos where it's like showing the Windows Vista like error screen. <laughs> Like oh, that's right funny. on the screen. It's like, holy that's crap, great. you guys are just yeah. running Windows behind there. That's funny. <laughs> or like display management apps that's running yeah. on Windows. I think you could take this project and make like a disco ball, like a really cool, mm -hmm. just in time for New Year's Eve, you know, you can make yourself um, a really cool disco ball, um, have it hanging from the ceiling somehow. Oh, there you, you go. Scale this up, make it yeah. more or less pixels. But yeah, I really like these strips, especially since they're uh, they're kind of low profile and easy mm -hmm. to hot glue. Um, but yeah, that is. Yeah, Yanni's saying that uh, they should make a star destroyer with both globes. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> <Make those> explosion. <laughs> yeah, definitely can make some Star Wars props. That's a really cool. Good that is this week's project. A plethora oh, cool. of animations. Squid yeah. JPEG is saying that that's exactly what he used on your star fragment. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's great. The star fragment is a Funny. great example <laughs> of using um, the WLED. Disco cool. Infinity Ball. Oh, man, that'd be crazy. Yeah, <laughs> With, like, the, the, um, the infinity mirror effect. Yeah, it's a good, mm -hmm. good way to use this. All right, cool. I think we got some prototyping stuff or... Yeah, I mean, yeah, let's see what I got here. Let me see. So let me put the ball away. Let me uh, <clears throat> make sure I have it nice and put away. There we go. 
putting the ball in the background. Cool. Oh, give me a sec. Uh, I have a wire that's hanging out here. There we go. That looks better. I had a wire hanging out, and <laughs> I just—it was driving me nuts. So I wanted to—I wanted to fix that. Um, thankfully, it didn't break because those—those are some pretty tough wires. All right. So back over to my overhead here. Um, so next week we have this uh, collab project with Katni Rambor on the Adafruit team. She wanted to create an IoT canary, so we modeled up a, a canary bird. Uh, for this NeoPixel project, uh, we have here the 5x5 NeoPixel BFF, and it's soldered to an ESP32-S3. And I just have this bottom here. Um, I figured I'd print it out in this translucent material because Katni had the uh, the ideas like, oh, what what does it look? What are the differences between like an opaque white filament versus like a completely translucent filament? So I figured I'd, I'd print this out and just let folks know what it looks like. Um, so this is running um, uh, some some CircuitPython code. It uses Adafruit IO to get the inter the current time. And then uh, depending on whether it's uh, nighttime or the morning, it'll turn the NeoPixels on or off. But here's what it looks like with that translucent uh, filament. You see here it's got a very different effect. It's got like these harsh hot spots and that's just kind of the that's just kind of the the properties of using transparent clear filament like you just kind of get that effect so if you like that that's kind of neat but if you're looking for something that's more um diffused i definitely recommend getting this white uh, opaque filament that tends to give a better softer diffusion uh, so that's kind of all i wanted to share <clears throat> Make sure it's translucent, not just white, because if it has that white pigment, it can block it. True. This is true. And it's thin. It's a two layers thin. So uh, that's as thin as I can get it before it like starts having problems. <laughs> um, but yeah, that'll be next week's project, an IoT canary using the uh, CutiePie ESP board <laughs> with a 5x5. Uh, a five five. That's a total of 25 NeoPixels. And uh, you can uh, set it up in the skinny configuration uh, where it's pretty much soldered in yeah, place forever. It ain't, <laughs> ain't ever coming off. So it's kind of a permanent uh, setup. Uh, but, uh, you know, it works for this project. So, And then the cover here is translucent just to kind of get a different uh, variation of it. And it just kind of snap fits in there. And it has this notch here for, like, some of the bigger things uh the idea is to use one of these things these usb-c to usb type a connectors so the idea is you set this up and then using one of these uh these are the usa plugs this is like a iphone kind of charger the idea is that it'll connect directly into the outlet like this so that's what we have set up there. So you plugs in, and there's your nightlight. It's like directly on the outlet switch. Um, so that's the idea. IoT Canary coming next week. That is this week's prototype.
Uh, I do have a shop talk. Um, let me show that next. People asking about the brand of the white filament we use. It's Filicube. I posted the link you in the... Yeah, Filicube. Um, this one particularly is from Prusa. So this is Prusa uh, Mint. Oh, that's this good is that name. free, quote unquote, free spool. I had to pay like $20 for shipping. But hey, it was free. Otherwise, it would have been like $60 or something. But this is Prusa's uh, white filament. It's pretty nice. I like it. But you could use whatever white filament. <laughs> you know, it doesn't. Probably the same ingredients. Yeah, these days the cheaper filament is is just as good as the expensive stuff, in my opinion. But uh, over to the shop. The what are we shop talking? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I I got inspired by this uh, dental floss case. It is the Snap Fit case and. Over the years, uh, this particular brand, Oral Glide, they have they inspired me to do snap fit enclosures. You know, way back in like 2014 is when I got inspired by literally, the, you know, a dental floss case mm -hmm. to do snap fit geometry. So here you can see that there's a little snap fit nub. And on this side is another snap fit nub. And it got me thinking, like, how can I apply that to my my game girl enclosure and that's what's kind of started my whole snap fit journey and i was looking at this today or the other day and i was looking at it, i was going like this has three this has two live hinges right there's their live hinge a live hinge is a thing that allows you to hinge with just a thin piece of plastic and this snap fits like that and then this has a cover that snap fits like that so what I was thinking is like, what if I could print this out just like this, flat, like that, like flat on the bed? So I started designing a little thing here. And this is what I came up with. It's a very similar construction. Uh, I have three pieces, right? You have these two uh, enclosure bits and then a kind of a top here that has snap fit nubs here. And then on this side has one there on these edges. And then uh, I've been experimenting with some different um, styles of live hinges. So here you can see it like prints in the air and it's not exactly catching. Like you can see the strands there, but it does bend, which is nice. So I have these little lips here that kind of go into it. And then uh, this thing has its own live hinge. So that can bend this way. And then this just comes in like that. Click there click there and you have this kind of cool little pouch right it's kind of a little pouch setup and then i added this little uh this little latch here so i can use that to open it up so it's not going to be the most secure enclosure could be useful for some like pocket change or dental floss or something maybe like a little belt pouch something um i haven't tested it out in terms of like how many how many uh, how long is this hinge going to last because you can start seeing that it's like starting to bend i don't know how long it's going to last it's only two layers thin so that's two layers same thing here so i might extend this out so that it's like covering the whole thing um but that's uh what i thought would be an interesting thing i literally just finished printing this this morning 
And uh, it was a fun exercise in uh, Fusion 360. Look, I already broke it. This already broke off. So I definitely need to increase the, uh, you know, the either the layer thickness or extend this whole thing out so that there's just more material to catch on to. Uh, so there you go. Because this one is all the way across, and it looks like it'll it'll fare better. But maybe this is a, a good use for, like, a PETG filament or, uh, you oh, know, yeah. a TPU filament, probably way stronger because it's oh, already yeah. flexible. Although the snapping might not work. But That's right. Maybe with Cheetah it would. Oh, maybe. I was going to suggest so. the, the hinges on the side add fillets so there's more of a base to it. Yeah. Yep. yeah that, that, might be, uh, that might be a good idea. Yeah, it's too thin. I'm going to add another layer to it. So it'll be like three layers thick or th mm -hmm. three layers thin and then make it go across the whole thing. Um, but that's uh, that's kind of a neat thing. I don't, I don't think I've seen anyone else do that. You cool. might remember my life hinge um, kind of penny coin holder this one yeah. seems to be a lot stronger oh yeah because it has the yeah the base how yeah the base is a little bit but it's still only two layers thin maybe the methylament is stronger yeah that's better or something i don't know yeah it's funny how different filament yeah. colors can be different strengths this is true yeah i've seen a video from cnc kitchen that shows that all the figment all the figments all the pigments are, are created differently so, and it's very, very thin. It's like a millimeter thin for all of the walls and everything. Um, so, yeah, that's what I got going on there. Just as a little experiment in my snap fit journey. See, Connor is suggesting on YouTube comments, maybe multi-material, uh, PLA, TPU. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. Lot where you don't, it's not multi-material. It's you literally like attach on or snap on the, um, the TPU little hingy thing so oh yeah little slot so you can like stick it in so it ah, doesn't have multi-material so cool. but it is multi-material yeah. it's not printed at the same time yeah speak of multi-material this one does have like a a little window you um, know that allows you to see through and see how much uh yeah. how much things you have it's a good idea but, yeah i like that yeah i like this design again yeah, this is the um inspiration come from such simple household everyday use Absolutely. Little things like that. Yeah. I what I was looking at that made me can't remember the last time. <laughs> right. It's the same thing. The little little tiny thing that we're using every day inspires. There we go. Yep, they've done all the hard work in figuring out. <laughs> we got a cool diffuse. Oh, the mailbox, yes. Yeah, the the mailbox from DJ Devon's very cool. It uses that translucent material, I believe. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, you can uh, make it th thicker so that it it diffuses more softly. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, the info lines do make it look stringy. A thinner, a thinner white filament might have been a better idea for better diffusion. Very cool. All right, we are about four, four minutes out. Time. Yeah, yeah, we're almost out of time, so. Why don't we? Yeah, let's just do the one community make then. This week's it's time lapse Tuesday. All right, yep. this week's time lapse Tuesday mm -hmm. is this super cute and adorable little flexible Yoshi for Yoshi. the Mario movie. Finally saw it this weekend. And Yay! Look how adorable he is, a little flexible. 
Uh, this is a paid model, so uh, it's only a couple bucks. It was like $2, but definitely uh, worth Yeah, $2.16 designed by uh, Yacht, or Jacked on uh, Colts 3D. Very, very fun. A couple of really uh, cute little designs like this. Yeah. So everything except the boot prints all in one piece. And then you have your arm attachment here. It's just a little axle that attaches it. And I'll move both of them. Same thing with the legs. So you can like sit down and all of the painting. That's the only hard part about this is all the painting, like trying to get his little cheeks in without like going out of the line and his little belly. And then the tail part I think was the hardest because <laughs> there's no like no indication of like no indentation of where um, you can paint it in, like the eyes. You can see a little oh, yeah. indents here where to try to catch your paintbrush. Um, so this is all acrylic paint. So I had to do like five different coats to get it not to smear um, as you're doing the brush strokes on it. Uh, it's supposed to be like a yellow on the bottom of the sole. Mm. But get that done. Uh, other than that, yeah, it's a very cute print for uh, theming out a little Mario movie, which yeah, I didn't even notice. You can now buy online. So. Yeah, they came out Monday. I was looking. Oh, you can funny. now get, you can now stream it. Saturday. Yeah. So uh, yeah, a very fun uh, model. It, it prints like that, like Yoshi's flat on the bed, which looks really mm -hmm. cute. So you do have those flat edges here, but as far as the rest of the detail it goes, really well. This is what it looks like without being painted. I didn't paint mine, but I did uh, print the boots in a different material. And uh, yeah, everything prints uh, without any supports. Um, print in place, of course, hinges. I got this like kind of neon light green, lime green color from Matter Hackers. Oh, yeah. This was the very last of this green. I need to get more. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I like the forest green. Right. But yeah, very cute. The kids are huge fans. Like uh, Declan over there, he oh, wants yeah, to get it right away. Like, let me finish the show, then you can have yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, but very cute that you can have these posable positions and uh, very cute model. And uh, again, that's on Colts 3D. I have it loaded here. Here's what it looks like, uh, kind of painted. Very, very nice paint job. It's uh, two dollars and sixteen cents. We're we're fans of you know, paying for folks' designs. It's always a good thing. And, uh, yeah, print the place model with no supports. Print the, all the colored Yoshis. Oh, yeah, there's... We should have did a pink one. Ones. <laughs> yeah, a pink one would be great. Made a pink one. That's what's in the yeah. movie. You still can. You got the final. You can uh, You can print it in probably all sorts will. Of... I'm sure they're going to fight over this little guy. Maybe print it in that quantum material. So oh, like yeah, yeah. Chameleon style, like Yoshi. It's kind of cool. So good job on the paint job. That looks really good. I just ran out of time. Yeah. Your tongue or something. Yeah. Wow. Sure, oh. folks, with the MMUs, like the Prusa color. Mm. You could oh, yeah, you just got to set it up. Or the bamboo printers. Yeah. Yoshi's. Funny. Now we gotta find a baby Mario to. Oh yeah, to put on the back there so you can ride it. Very cute. All right, cool. And that's this week's. Time lapse Tuesday, really. All right. Yeah. Oh, Devin thought it was all separate parts. Nah, that's great. It's oh, all. Yeah, yeah. It's one, all most of it's one part. I do like the boots are separate, so you can mm -hmm. change the color out. It's very cute. I I hot glue my boots in place. 
Maybe yeah. your tolerance is a little bit that. tighter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. And That's I think thank you. that is it for this 400th episode. 400 episodes. Here's the 400 more. It is too early to start drinking, but <laughs> maybe later. Well, I had like it. a cake and I lost it. Not a cake, but like a cake pop. It's like, did oh, I throw funny. it away? You lost your cake pop. Oh, yeah, no. one of the, I had two of the Falcon cake pops. Oh. oh, that's right. From the ganachery at Disney mm -hmm. Springs. That looks so delicious. That's yeah. great. For May the 4th. Yeah, May the 4th. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in live with us on this achievement. Achievement unlocked, 400. Thank you, everybody, so much for joining us. Um, I invite you to come on Show and Tell. I won't be there personally because I got a thing tonight, but uh, you know we'll be here next week. And uh, I always watch the Show and Tells uh, on the replays. Yep, we're always rooting for y'all. Mm -hmm. We always appreciate folks from the community coming in and sharing their progress. It's always fun. Um, it's going to be hosted tonight by uh, Mr. and Mrs. Lady Ada. And then I think next week they might shift it around for uh, one of the other folks on the team uh, to host, but we'll see. You'll have more opportunities for coupon codes, top secrets, all that stuff. If you do want to check out stuff right now, we have that coupon code Epcot um, to celebrate the Epcot project. I think that's going to do it. That's all the things I have. I need to get some water. My third's dry. Yeah. <laughs> I've been talking a lot. But uh, thank you, everybody, so much uh, for tuning in, and for all of you, all all of you that have been watching since the since 2013, uh, it's it's been a huge pleasure for us to come on every week, just about every week, and uh, and do this do the show. So uh, I feel like an old man now. We've <laughs> been doing this for eight plus years. Thank, thank you all for joining us for 400 episodes. I think we're going to celebrate 400 guides soon, so we'll do that again. Yeah, by the end of the year, hopefully we'll have 400 guides. Um, yeah, that's it, everybody. Thanks again for tuning in live. And if you are watching on the archive, thank you. We'll see you next week. But until then, remember to make a, make great, a great day. day. Bye, everybody. <laughs>